chapter 32. We are about to fulfill God's dream. We're about to see what the Holy Land is all about. The only problem is there's this little city called Jericho with huge walls. And that's right in front of us. But it's been God's dream for us to move into central, into central uh, Israel and to attack the biggest, the biggest army there and the biggest city there. And it's God's, it's God's dream. It's God's wish. Shouldn't we go? Okay, thank you, Jack. Jack and I are going. One problem. Where we're at right now, where we are camped out with a million people, where we're camped is so wonderful. It is so peaceful. And if you're a cow man, a cattle man, this is perfect. So they got together Two of the, the huge families got together and said, why should we move? This is what we want. This is what we need. We don't need to go into the promised land. And that's why the name, of the, the name of the sermon, sitting it out. And it backfires in the long run. But I wanted you to be able to see what's happening. Numbers chapter 32. We've been doing this for some time now, and we find ourselves in Numbers 32. Wow. Overall view, big, big bird's eye view of history. Hey, there you go. Big bird's eye view of history. Let me see what this next one looks like. Okay, there you go. And uh, I would say to you, we've got... 22 years left. 22 years where it's going to take, let's see if I can get a pointer working on this. It's going to take, they're over here. Israel is over here. They're going to cross the, the river and move into Jericho in the central part. They're going to divide the land. In two different armies, they're going to go south, they're going to go north. And so it, it's, it's an amazing plan, and it's going to work. And the book of Joshua is what we'll move to next once all this happens. But we've got some problems here. And we begin reading in chapter 32. Now the children of Reuben, that's quite a few people. The children of the Reuben, Reuben clan and the children of Gad. Would you like to have that as your family forefather? Had a very great multitude of cattle. And if you write in your Bible, you also want to write one half of the family of Manasseh, one of Joseph's son. That clan too is going to settle here. Now the children of Reuben, the children of Gad, and one half the family of, of Manasseh, a very, they had a very great multitude of cattle. And when they saw the land of Jezir and the land of Gilead, 
that, Behold, the place was a good place for cattle. And the children of Gad and the children of Reuben and one half Manasseh came and spoke unto Moses and to Eleazar the priest and unto the princes of the congregation, saying, Ataroth, Dion, all those names, even the country which the Lord smote before the congregation of Israel is a land for cattle, and thy servants have cattle. Wherefore, said they, if we have found grace in thy sight, let this land be given unto thy servants as a possession, and bring us not over Jordan. Wow. They just want to stay put. You guys go over there and fight the battle. We want to stay here. This is what we've been looking for. It's, it's just wonderful. It's perfect. Now, what they're asking for, you see Gilead, you see down here, the, the, you don't even see it, the southern part of the Dead Sea. Let me see. The southern part of Dead Sea down here, you have Moab. We've, we've been fighting with him now. Ammon, we've been fighting with him. Here's Gilead. And up to here, from here, over here on this side, this is, this is the, the Jordan River. And by the way, the Jordan River isn't very wide. It's about, it's about the, the width of maybe, of maybe uh, the river between this side of Huntington that we pass this. What? Juniata. It's about that size of the, of the Juniata in width. It might be in some places from that wall, maybe not even to that wall. It's, it's not some huge river, and it's in the springtime, it is very, very deep and heavy, and it overruns its banks. Which, by the way, it overruns its banks. And when it is flooding your land, if you're a farmer, you cast your seed out on it. And when the, when the banks recede and the river recedes, your seed goes down into the ground. Just some... Some thinking there about the Psalms, cast your seed. So uh, what we have here is these folks, they, they don't want to cross the Jordan River. They don't want to come over here into uh, this area. They want to sit it out. Let us stay right here from the southern part down here, all this up to the top of the Sea of Galilee. So that's what they're asking Moses. Reasonable except Moses is very offended and he's afraid that God is going to get offended. Be careful. When God has a plan and we don't follow through on it, God gets very upset. And there are cursings that go on because we don't follow his plan for us. Some of us as a congregation, but some of us even individually, he has a plan for us. Again, verse 6 responds, Moses said unto the children of Gad and to the children of Reuben, Shall your brethren, all of the rest of us, go to war? And shall you sit here while we're out there? While we're out there fighting with all... Forty years ago, they said the giants were in the land even. You want to sit, sit it out while we... 
while we do our fighting. Great danger lies in separating yourself from Christian people. Been here over 20 years now, and I have seen it happen where people, for whatever reason, people for whatever reason quit coming to church. They drop out. They think they don't need church. They don't need the people. The, they, they think they don't need the security and, and, and the love of others. This is just too much of a hassle for them. And within a few years, you start to see and hear that bad things have happened to their, their marriages or their children. I want you to know, if I had kids, that's a reason alone for being here. We have such a good children's program. If I had teenagers, I'd have them here. We have such a good teen program. So important. Our, our Sunday school department, I would have my children in it all, all, as much as I could. Now listen, when you separate yourself, I preached a sermon five or seven years ago, the last time uh, we went through the King Saul era. And this place, Jabesh Gilead, is what this is going to be called. These people, you're going to read it with me, they're going to compromise. They're, they're going to say, okay, 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 let us, our people, let our wives and children, let some of our men stay here and we'll take 40,000 of our men to fight in the battle. So it, ha it, it happens. And for 20 years, for 20 years, they stay in Jabesh Gilead, their wives and children, while they're out fighting with, with Joshua. It, took, it takes 20 years to, for them to ca capture, to capture this area here for them to capture it and then subdivide it into, into sections for different families for all the 12 tribes nine and a half tribes and it's going to take 20 years but eventually 20 years are going to be over and they're going to be able to go home to their wives and children that doesn't mean they don't have weekend visitations once in a while but as I get over here, we are going to soon see Israel. We are going to attack Jericho. The way to attack Jericho, no, no, the way to find Jericho is right here. It's always almost at the top of the Dead Sea. It's right here. They're going to cross over right here, and they're going to capture Jericho through an act of God. Then you see the arrows. They're going to go those, it's called the central campaign. We'll talk about that as we get more into Jericho. So many life principles we can get from uh, this book coming up. Shall your brethren go to war and shall you sit here? And wherefore discourage, verse 7, you the heart of the children of Israel from going over into the land which the Lord hath given them. This is what your fathers did at Kadesh Barnea. They came back and said it can't be done. And these people 
when they crossed over the hill and saw the town of Jericho, you got to wonder. You got to wonder. When we get to it, you got to wonder what they thought. Because the walls were big enough to, to drive chariots on. Huge. This is what your dads did when I sent them from Kadesh Barnea. For when they went up into the valley of Eskol and saw the land, they were discouraged. The heart of the children of Israel, they discouraged them that they should not go into the land which the Lord had given them. And again, I come back to this. Make sure you discover God's will for your life and then you fulfill it. Make sure that's where the happiness is, that's where joy is, is when you discover what God's, what God's plan for your life is and then fulfill it. Kadesh Barnea, the terrible thing that happened there, just to take you back 38 and a half years ago, 38 and a half years ago, Moses sent out the spies, the 12 spies, and they came back from spying the land, and 10 of the 12 said, can't be done. Two of the 12 said, could be done. Who were they? Joshua and... Amazing. Joshua and Caleb and Moses are the only ones still alive from that, from that time. God took those disbelieving ones, the whole... The, the whole group, and he walked them around in the deserts below this till they all died off. And now we are at second generation. And Moses was thinking, you're just like your fathers. They don't have, you know, they, they didn't have the belief, the trust, and now you don't have the, the belief and the trust. And this is what God's program was. As I've already said, you discover what God's program is for you, corporately and individually. You discover that and you fulfill it, whatever that might be. Verse 10, And the Lord's anger was kindled the same time, and he swore, saying, None of these men shall come up to Egypt from 20 years old and upward. That means that everybody that's now there is not older than 60, approximate. 58 years old, 60 years old. Except for Caleb, verse 12, the son of Jephunneh and the, the Kenizzite, and except for Joshua, the son of Nun. For they had wholly followed the Lord. That's why, again, our next heroes are going to be Joshua and Caleb. And the Lord's anger was kindled against Israel. And he made them. He's remembering. He's recalling this. And he made them to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. What's 40 years to God? And he's, he's going to warn here, if that's the way this is going to be, he's liable to cause us to all wander 40 more years. 
And the Lord's anger was kindled, verse 13, against Israel. And he made them to wander in the wilderness for 40 years until all the generation that had done the evil in the sight of the Lord was consumed. And behold, you are risen up in your father's steed and increase of sinful men to augment yet the fierce anger of the Lord. For if you turn away from after him, he will yet again leave them in the wilderness, and ye shall destroy all the people. And they came near unto him and said, We will build sheepfolds. This is their counter. This is their counter argument. We will build sheepfolds for our cattle and cities for our little ones. But we ourselves will go armed before the children of Israel until we, have, until we have brought them unto their place. And our little ones shall dwell in the fenced cities because of the inhabitants of the land. Again, if you're writing your Bibles, it's going to take some 20 years for this to happen. There, and it, it, there's, going, there's going to be 20 years here where... Israel, all the people, are going to go into Israel proper, again, right here. This is where they first cross over. Can you see that in the background, Larry? This is where they cross over. They conquer Jericho. They go this way. Then they, huh? Oh, okay. Yeah. Now I can see it. So they're going to cross over here, and it's going to be the life and times of, of Joshua, and they're going to go down here, and they're going to be tricked by some people, and we'll get into that. But it's going to take 20 years before they send 40,000 of their own people into the battle, and they leave many behind to guard their families. Again, the sermon on Jabesh Gilead from years ago. And we'll get to it eventually, but we're, no, not you guys. You're on that side of the Jordan River. We're on this side of the Jordan River, and up here is Jericho. Let me see if I can do it again. Can you see it? Okay, here's Jericho. Here's Jericho again, and here's Jerusalem again. They're both very near the top of the Dead Sea for your own uh, use. Okay. After I turned it off, it stayed on for a while. God really wants us to know this. So, uh, 20 years, 100 years later, 200 years later, we'll get to it. Jabesh Gilead and those two and a half families, they have prospered with their cattle, but there's a huge deep river and there's no bridges. Now, when you all crossed over, it was dried up. You could cross over with your million-man army. You could cut over. But these people who stayed behind, they were forgotten. There's even an instance where one of them was caught in their property on the 
west side of the Jordan, and they they wanted to they wanted to uh, punish him as a spy. But he's one of the twelve tribes. They just forgot. That's one instance. Over here, you guys have your families. It's all peace. It's wonderful. You've got your, your fenced-in cities. Everybody's happy until an army comes from the east and the north. And they come up and they surround you. And they make absurd requests. You have sent your men out to talk to them to try to find a treaty, a peace, and they want absurd things to happen in order to have a peace. But you guys are real smart. And you send Christopher, because he can swim. And Christopher swims, he, he gets through the line, and then Christopher gets to the other side, and he goes, and he's... He, go, he gets to King Saul, freshly, fre, freshly ordained as king, King Saul. And it's going to be King Saul's first battle. King Saul is going to go over the, he's going to take his, his army over the Jordan, and they're going to save these two and a half families. But listen, it's a terrible thing to be set apart from the common lump. It's a terrible thing. You lose your peace. You lose your security. You don't have, you don't have the support and the safety of the larger group. And that's what Jabesh Gilead uh, ha happened to them. Wow. I jumped way ahead there because that's King Saul's time. First King. And they came near unto him, verse 16, and said, We will build sheepfolds for our cattle. We will build cities or towns for our little ones. But we ourselves, we will go. And like I said, they're going to send 40 men of war with everybody else. We will not return until our, unto our houses until the children of Israel have inherited it. Every man his inheritance. If you write in your Bible, I know some of you do, that's over 20 years. They're not going to come back and visit mama and the children. Children are going to be in their 20s when they get back. Verse 19. For we will not inherit with them on the yonder side of the Jordan or forward, because our inheritance has fallen to us on this side. Of the Jordan eastward. And Moses said unto them. If you will do this thing. If you will go armed before the Lord to war. And will go all of you armed over the Jordan before the Lord. Until he has driven out his enemies from before him. And the Lord be subdued. The land be subdued before the Lord. Then afterward. You shall return and be guiltless before the Lord and before Israel. And this land shall be your possession before the Lord. But a very famous quote. This is what I'm trying to get to here. A very famous quote. Three times now in the Bible we would find this. But if you will not do so, if you won't go to battle with everyone else, 
If you won't cross over the Jordan with us, watch this. <coughs> if you will not do so, behold, you have sinned against the Lord. And here's the quote. Be sure your sin will find you out. Be sure your sin will find you out. <coughs> I hate Rodney's camera back here in the back. I'm always coming over here and I'm doing some praying and I'm, doing, I'm, doing, uh, I'm just doing the pastoral things that I do. And Rodney's got a camera back here that's watching me. It's the same thing. God has a camera in the sky and he's watching us. We will be held accountable. And he says, be sure your sin will find you out. He knows. God knows. That's something for us to always remember. And we tend to forget if we don't have that close relationship. We drift away and we forget. We forget, uh, even as, even our children, when they get away from home, they look around both ways and they're liable to get into trouble. They act sometimes different when they're not at home with people watching them. It's the same thing. Be sure your sin will find you out. For him that knows to do good and does it not, it is sin as well. So Moses says, build you cities for your little ones. Build your folds for your sheep and do that which hath proceeded out of your mouth. And the children of Gad and the children of Reuben spoke unto Moses, saying, thy servants will do as my Lord commands. Our little ones, our wives, our flocks, our cattle shall be there in the cities of Gilead. In the cities of Gilead, over here. While we're over here, but Gilead in this whole area, Jabesh Gilead, starts from below the map, really. And it's this whole area that they are going to possess in 20 years. Now they've already defeated the enemies that are there. They're somewhat safe. But you never permanently defeat some enemies. And he, they're going to be attacked by a vicious army. Wow. Verse 37. But thy servants will pass over every man armed for war before the Lord to battle. As my Lord says. So concerning them, Moses commanded Eleazar the priest and Joshua the son of Nun and the chief fathers. And Moses said unto them, If the children of Gad, the children of Reuben, will pass with you over Jordan, every man armed for battle before, right before the Lord, the land shall be yours. It's yours if you keep your part of the bargain. God speaks to us too. We do our responsibilities. We do what we're supposed to do. He'll do the rest. Trust God no matter what and let him do the rest. Wow. They're going to, they're going to pass over and there's going to be 
uh, lots of memory here coming up where he's going to tell about all of the old things that have happened, happened. But the past doesn't always matter. God's not so interested in our mistakes. And oh, Israel had a lot of mistakes, a lot of, a lot of bad things that they did on this 38 and a half uh, year travel. But God tends to look at your positives. We need to look at our positives, at each other's positives, and be willing to overlook the negatives. Some people find that hard to do. God is one of those that teaches us. You think of, about where we've been with this book, where we've been with all of this, and all the different times and the curses and the, and the snake bites and the snake on the pole and uh, all the battles. And you think about where we've been and the mistakes. And when, when Moses went up, went up the mount to get the Ten Commandments, when he came back down, what did he find? Wow. God tends to forget. You ask forgiveness. You repent. And God forgives and he forgets. I love that about our God. We have more trouble with forgetting than God does. Why is that? We are, we are, uh, the children of Manasseh went to Gilead and took it. Verse 39, and, and depossessed the Amorites which were in it. And Moses gave Gilead unto Manasseh, and he dwelt there. What you are going to see later is half of this one tribe wants to cross over. Half of this one tribe, Manasseh, wants to stay because they have sheep and cattle as well. So that is why I think, verse 33, Moses gave unto them even the children of Gad, the children of Reuben, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, he gave them the property, the deed, so to speak, to live there. But you have to do the fighting. Don't ever forget there's always fighting, battles in our life. We battle against, we don't battle against flesh and blood. We battle about, we, we battle with Christ, for Christ, with Satan and his, and his demons and the influences, and oh my, the influences are there, aren't they? Lord Jesus, thank you so much for these that are here. As the musicians come, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you will touch our hearts and lives and cause us, Lord, to seek out your plan and fulfill it. Asking you, Lord, to use us and show us in mighty ways what you want us to be doing. Thank you, Lord. We love you. Help us to love you more. In Jesus' name, amen.